You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Uh, this is just a PSA for all you lovely people out there. Um, supporting staff is not mad at the writers and the actors for striking. Please do not believe the CEO's propaganda. Uh, we support all the strikes that are happening. So... With that being said, we're going to talk about some fun shows you should definitely watch while they're still on air, even though we know the actors aren't getting any residuals for it. These are some pretty good shows, especially if you need therapy. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Nikki Trends. And I'm Manioso. And you are listening to your favorite 15-minute podcast. And just just a pre-note, we know like you can tell the difference in our videos as far as like what the background has been looking like. We are still, after six seasons, we are still trying to figure we're out. We're still experimenting on things. So, cut us some fucking slack. Uh, anyway, we are so happy to be here. Yeah. We have, I think is a fun subject to talk about. Uh, definitely. I mean, we, you just got fresh off of watching the first new season of one of these types of shows. Uh, I actually love watching shows like these and it got me... Uh, you got me into it with the certain one we're going to talk about. But we're going to just pull the bandaid off. It's adult animated. Do they call them sitcoms? Sitcoms, right? I because guess they just got the adult way cartoons. Well, so these are specific ones we're talking about, though. Because all of us grew up watching The Simpsons. I, you know, yeah. every, everybody, every other person I know watched The King of the Hill. You know, we're not talking about things like that. We're talking about these new shows that have come out that really dive deeply into growing up, into family structures, into things like psychology, stuff people don't want to talk about, you know, and they really put a comedic spin on it to make it worth talking about. Um, So... The first one that comes to mind when we talk about this kind of subject is the one you got me into. Yeah. BoJack Horseman. When did you first watch that one? I don't really know. Like, I remember people talking about it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get over the fact that they were animals and humans. Yeah. So, like, I was like, how does this work? And so, eventually, I had nothing to watch, and I, I binge watched it, because at this point, a few seasons had come out already. Yeah. And... <laughs> Host, no. Do not watch BoJack Horseman. Please do not binge watch BoJack Horseman in a short amount of time. Because although it has funny situations and things that make you go, what the fuck? It is sad. Yeah. It, it's almost like Harry the Harry, the whole Harry Potter saga. Like, yeah. Sad it, as fuck. It definitely pulls you in by making you think... It's something else. So the premise of the show, you have it's it's a it's a Hollywood. It's a take on Hollywood and actors, yeah. and it a take on the absurdity that it takes to live the lifestyle that actors live. And um, what it does is it really humanizes the things that they go through because it's at the end it's the things that we all go through. So you got BoJack Horseman, a uh, washed-up actor who shows up, who started. He's not washed I mean, up. Is he washed up? No. no. A pa- how about a actor who uh, has a lot of problems, like a Charlie Sheen type? You know, he's got a okay, sitcom, right, right, a yeah. success. Um, now he's trying why, to get into. Why are you yelling? The mic is. Really- 
<laughs> now he's trying to get into uh, dramatic roles with this with films. yeah he's trying to be taken more seriously. i mean you guys you guys can yeah. look it up what you it's about it but the whole idea of like we're supposed to it almost kind of makes you feel bad for celebrities yeah because in his particular situation there's like this whole arc about his childhood yeah and how terrible his parents were definitely and then he gets into some real like he tries to change mm-hmm then he gets into like some real fucked up questionable situations that you're like, eh, bro. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about how in the whole series, he attempts to change. Like yes, every, a lot. Every single season, he really makes an actual attempt. And it, it when you watch it, you can't help but think about the times in your own life where you're like, you keep messing up. Yeah. And like, it's always, there's always like this hurdle that you can't stop getting over. Yeah. And that's his thing like alcoholism is huge with it too oh and the drugs um the drugs the alcoholism well can i say what's funny is that he's a horse so Mm -hmm. he could take an abundance (laughs) yeah 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 so that's the funny thing too that all the characters and you pointed this out all the characters are animals yes animals are humans like 50 yeah yeah, yeah. but the ones that are animals it's like it, it it they represent the overindulgence or something of whatever the psychology of that character is. Oh really, Mr. P- Mr. Peanut Butter, for example. Oh yeah. Like, what do you say about him? Okay, okay. <laughs> I always say that Manny is very similar to this character, Mr. Peanut Butter. He's a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. He's you know very happy. He has all the characteristics <laughs> of a golden retriever, and he's you know just jolly and all this stuff but then you slowly start to see that he's just never dealt with conflict yeah and when he's presented with it it's almost like he's pushed into a corner before he actually reacts yeah and it almost feels like people are taking advantage of him or like they're stepping on him but it turns out like he's not really that dumb he he almost just like plays it he's actually smart yes and he's also tries to be bojack horseman's best friend and may has this habit of picking like (laughs) the most difficult person in the room and going you're gonna be my best friend yeah he's kind of relentless like that but i get i never picked up that golden retrievers were like that <laughs> well so like the whole thing about you know people talk about it how you got dogs like that who are always happy-go-lucky and always how you could always give a dog a treat and it's gonna be your best friend right yeah but you watch the show and you see all the relationships mr peanut butter goes through and how every single one of them he tries to fix them the same yes. way you know and he's always trying to fix people he is what we call a helping captain. people save a hope yeah yeah Right then, definitely. Because um, he did that with his wife. The well, How many times was he married? Like, twice, right? Um, I don't know if he was, like, married. Well, anyway, he, like, hooks up with the chick, yeah. this human, who's just never happy. Like, yes. she pretends to be happy, but she is not on the level of excitement of Mr. Peanut Butter. Yes. Diane's story with the psychology on her end is pretty nuts, too. She she goes through a, a stage... I forgot about hers. Yeah. Yeah, she goes through a stage where she stops taking medication, and she starts... No, no, she starts taking medication, mm-hmm. and she goes through... She starts showing physical signs of, like, weight gain. But I thought it was... Oh, yeah. I thought that was really clever on the animator side. Right, because it happens. It literally happens. Yes. And they decided, um, we're going to change the appearance of this cartoon character, which never happens on a TV yeah. show. So I thought it was smart. 
I think the whole show itself is smart. You know, the way they portray these problems people don't want to talk about. I mean, it also touches on sexuality because the other guy that's kind of his assistant. What the hell is his name? Um, um, Rodriguez, Gonzalez. Uh, shoot, I forget. Anyway. He's played he, by Aaron Paul, though. Yeah, he's voiced by a white guy. So, yeah. like, don't come for me. Um, But he, he turns out to be asexual. Yes, he, and he deals with it. Yeah, and he's chill with it and everybody else around him is chill with it, that he eventually kind of creates his own path. But you never hear about that. Yeah. It's either you're gay, you're lesbian. In this particular situation, he's just like, oh, this is... He was, like, really confused. And then he's like, no, this is what I am. I figured it out. Um, uh, last note about it, I love how it teaches you to about if you don't deal with things that are continuously on your mind, it's really always going to come back. And yeah. the way they show that is his past relationship with his friend who he screwed over. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted to come over, to come after the guy because he was gay. And the studio at the time didn't want any openly yeah. gay men on their TV shows. So they said, look, Bojack, either come with us on our side, we'll make you a star, but you got to ditch your friend. And years later, like, it bothers him so much, he needs to make amends. And the guy tells him, you can make amends all you want, but I'm not going to forgive you. Oh. Yeah. And that, like, causes this, like, downward spiral. Anyway, yeah. check it out before they take it off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Also, you will be surprised that all the people they get yeah. to play people, it's kind of fun. Cool. Whatever. Check it out. Another Netflix favorite. Netflix gem. I mean, can we just talk about how Netflix is kind of... I hate seeing this. I hate seeing this in this climate. They're kind of killing it on the animated front. That's true. Um, I just realized all the shows we're going to talk about are on Netflix. Big Mouth. (laughs) Big Mouth. Let's talk about growing up. I just want to say, again, you have to get over yourself. I tried to watch it and there was like so much sex and like things happening. I was like, isn't this about kids? I don't get it. And I like paid no attention. I think you put me onto it. Yeah, um, I checked it out because Nick Kroll's comedy always interested me. And when they gave him <laughs> his own show, when they gave him his own show for this and gave him a spin, that you know, on the sex thing on the show, you know, it's it's funny because it's literally what one thinks about when you're a child of what sex probably is. And you, yes. And you come to find out it, it's nothing like what you thought it was as a kid. <laughs> you know? Because they're continuously thinking like, oh man, everybody must have sex like every single day of the year when you're an adult. <laughs> um, it is a lot the of... The parents are cringy. The parents the are parents cringy. The parents are very cringy. The parents are fucking cringy. But now that you say that, I wonder if it's cringy because we're supposed to be watching it from the eyes of like the kids. That's the question. Are you supposed to be... What lens are you supposed to be watching this show from? Yeah. Are you supposed to be watching it from the lens of an adult? And is this what I went through as a child? Or as a kid? Like, this is what we think about. Learn from... (laughs) You know, understand us. I just want to say what I think this show is called. Yeah. Hormones are monsters. They are fucking monsters. And you yes. know what you like really sit and think about how you were at the age that they're portraying. And you're like, this is the perfect representation. When they start introducing other, I guess, like, em- I don't like emotions. I don't yeah. even know. Whatever. It's the way they 
portray it is what's so genius. So there's a mosquito and that's anxiety. So anytime you have anxiety, this mosquito pops up yeah. and is annoying like a mosquito and it's just like, oh, what are they going to do? Nobody's going to like you. It's like all those voices that you have in your head. That is what I'm like, oh my God, that is so freaking genius. I think the, the one that was the coolest storyline was the depression cat. Wait, Miss Kid, it's just yes, so Miss yes. Kid. But the, the way the, the fact that they make it a fluffy, welcoming thing. Oh, she's not. I not welcoming. So I mean, welcoming like, is like because when she like wraps slithery. her tail, she wraps her yeah. tail around you, and it's like it's Com- like yeah. comfort lay into the depression. Yeah, you know, she and she talks like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that I think well. Again, you have to get over all the sex stuff. Yes. But when we and you started talking about it, some of it was like, okay, so there's like one girl who is basically abandoned by her mother. Uh And so she looks for love everywhere. Yeah. So she's like overly sexual. So her hormone monster is almost like, I don't know, like tame. Yeah. Like they get along really well. But you never really see any other um, character characters with her. Yeah, any of the other um, like emotion, emotional monsters. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Um, I think, I think they only. I don't think it's that they don't go through these other monsters. It's got to be just the story thing, you know. Yeah. Because every, I think it would be so much if they had to have every single character go through every single one of them, you know. Well, what, because that- they didn't. They all went through the important ones. They all went through the anxiety bugs. Yeah. You know, every single one of them because of the test, because of the puberty, every single one went through the anxiety bug. But we only saw the depression kitty for some. a couple of them. Yeah. Because only a couple of them, we saw the things they were going through. Actually, one. Yeah, only one of the... Remember. Yeah, I think yeah, it was like what? One character, yeah. Um, I'm sure all of them in their own lives have a Mori. <laughs> Oh, but he's disgusting. But you're like, oh, boys are gross. I'm always like yeah. asking, is like, is that what it's like for boys? But then there's the other side of the coin because we talked about it. Because Jay, yes, Jay, who is basically a near to wall. I guess like we, we, what what's the word for a child who is basically raising himself and just gets into is a troublemaker at the same time, right? Yeah. Whatever Jay's character is. This kid, I feel at the down to it, is somebody who had to grow up fast. Yeah. You know, he had to grow up quickly because he had to take care of himself and fend for himself and his family because his father's not around, his mother's not around, his two older brothers who are in high school, a big major difference of where he is. Yeah. You know, he's got no one around. So we always talked about how he doesn't see any of these emotional monsters other than the fantasy relationship he has with his pillows. Yeah, I think it's because he had to grow up quick. Yeah, that's um, another one. Well, I will say, okay, so there is. You haven't really watched this show, which I'm kind of upset with you about. And they canceled it, or did they cancel it? I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. Human resources. Yes. If you want to talk about genius, spin off of Big Mouth. Spin off of Big Mouth. I've heard really great things about it, though. Remember those little monsters we were talking about? The little hormone monsters, the little anxiety. So basically, it's a workplace comedy, 
And it is about all the different departments and how they have to... In a person's emotional life. Yes. And how they all come together. And so, like, each person may have a depression cat and, like, a love bug and, like, this. And they all sit in boardrooms and they try to figure out how to solve the problem. Yeah. It is fucking hilarious. Um... They have this thing called Jeff the Grieving Sweater. Is it his name? Yes, yes. This one. This or Gary what, the Grieving Sweater. What you told me about this uh, um, is actually the thing that I thought it is what really speaks to us as adults watching this. So t- tell me about that character and how so, you explained it. So there is an episode where one of the case studies has Alzheimer's. She's really old. And she's coming into a point in her life where, you know, she's getting sicker and sicker and her son's taking care of her and she's living with him and he just can't accept that his mom's getting sicker and sicker. And so he's like, I'm going to take care of her. I'll do it. And so while he's doing that, everyone also has a logic rock. (laughs) That's basically like, that keeps everything logic. That is the job. No emotions, all logic. And so his logic rock is like, you know what you should do? We should do this. This makes perfect sense. Meanwhile, Gary, the grieving sweater, he's literally a sweater. He talks really softly like this. And he goes, hey, guy, I'm just here. They sent me here. You know, sometimes when this happens, do you need a hug? And everybody's like, who the hell is this? Like, they're going nuts. And he's just like, hey, I find that sometimes people like to pray. Whatever your faith is. And he's like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, the guy's, like, running away. Like, he needs to find his mom or whatever. And then eventually what happens is that he's ignoring his grief. And the grief sweater becomes, like, this huge monster. And is, like, chasing. He's like, if you don't go through it, you can't get over it. And he's talking about grief or whatever. And so eventually, at some point the father really comes to realization this is happening and so then the sweater gets really small and like he goes hey you need a hug and the guy's like yeah so he puts the sweater on yeah and the sweater's like hey what do you want to do he goes i think i want to pray he goes okay and then he and i'm like crying hysterically because i'm like oh my this was so beautifully portrayed yeah like i really encourage everybody to watch it and we'll put it in our notes like what episode it is but uh anyone who knows me like my grandmother has alzheimer's she's you know getting older and it was such an eye-opener to see because at that moment i instinctively just thought of my dad and my aunt and i'm going this is like what is happening right now yeah like it actually calmed me because i was like oh i get it I get what's happening right now. They need their space. They need to figure out what's like gonna. And I was like, from a fucking cartoon. <laughs> from a fucking cartoon. From a fucking cartoon. That's the thing that that's the thing that gets to me. That um, you could surf around TV shows and find a drama and all that, but from a fucking cartoon, man. From a cartoon, and I mean, they have an ambition gremlin. They mm-hmm. have. Um, I said the the love bug that if. It gets too angry because yeah. I hate worm. Yeah. Like I geek every time they introduce a new one, I like geek out. Like this is they taught they have a character who like can't connect with her baby and like okay. hates her husband. So like part like postpartum. Postpartum they talk about um 
somebody from Big Mouth makes an appearance again because of yeah. hormone monster changes. Uh- <laughs> I, I feel like, and this is harking back to the writer's strike, I feel like there are great writers in those rooms who just... Nobody on a regular live-action sitcom gave them a chance. Yeah. And, man, you got to watch these things. Because some of these shows will make you cry. You know what show made me cry watching it? What show? It's for family. Another Netflix. Another Netflix gem. God, Jesus. Yeah, F is for family. If you are somebody who grew up uh, rough uh, father-son relationship... Generational trauma. Generational trauma as far as <laughs> grandfather, father, son. Or pause, if pause. you watched <laughs> your parents and you always wondered what their relationship was like when you weren't around. Or if you grew up as having to take care of your sister, little little brother or sister who didn't really need you to take care of them. <laughs> Family drama, you know. It's... This show was really something to me because we actually um we stopped we finished watching BoJack Horseman yeah and I was like I was on we a, needed a fix a I, depression I, fix. I was on a depression drama roller coaster he's like I want to cry I'm gonna listen to Adele I love yeah and I was just like you know these uh these like cartoon therapy sessions they're kind of helping out I mean seriously <laughs> so we check oh that show was wholesome. Out of all of those other ones, because the other, all the other ones take your emotions and make it into some fantastical thing that, like, just you can't explain. So we have to turn it into a monster or to an animal or. Oh, to, okay, you know, I get what you're saying. But yeah. But Epis for Family takes these emotional family situations, puts a comedic spin, but it's still like realistic. So it's from Bill Burr, right? Bill Burr, yeah, Bill Burr's mind. And uh, it takes place in the. 70s. I want to say the mid or late 60s, maybe? Maybe yeah. early 70s? Old, olden times. Early 1900s. Probably 70s, yeah. Mid 1900s. Back then. So, um, it takes place at that time. So, you're free of the technology like like uh, cell phones. You're free yeah. of the internet. Yeah. You're free of things that probably make it hard to write a story about family structure like that. Um, and so you put, you got these, you got like kids walking around the street, yeah. you got uh, teenagers listening to music, you got all the stuff that annoys a person in a family, <laughs> you know? Well, it's... <laughs> because it's, the, the central character is just completely annoyed by his whole family. It makes sense, like, the drama on that show makes sense, because of like the time that it's based on because it's like the 1960s 70s or whatever it's almost expected that they would have that kind of generational issue yeah but like you would think if you were doing the story in like the 2000s you'd be like oh why is that still an issue in in, so that's actually really smart in the show frank the main character the father he always talks about how he grew up and his father was like the worst ever, was the worst ever. So the whole show, he's trying to make up for that by trying his best to be a better father, a better he's version. Also. But he's also constantly threatening to throw his kid through a wall or constantly, you know. It, it, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Because who amongst us doesn't look at, whether you have kids or not, doesn't look at life and say, I'm... 
gonna do better. I'm gonna try better. But then, like, when, I'm not gonna lie. When you hit your 30s, I think it's when you hit your 30s. You're in America. When you hit your 30s, you start realizing that you are pulling the same things your parents pulled. <sighs> yes. We work really hard, though, on yes. making sure that we don't. But we still continue. But sometimes we're like, oh, man. When my parents were my age, they went north to America. <laughs> I know. Oh and what did I do? <laughs> I went north to New York. Oh, my God. Christopher Columbus over Christopher here. Columbus, yes. Galileo. Um, it's just, it's funny to see that. The other characters on the show, mm-hmm. though, are really funny, too. Like, you got his boss... Who, Who's an idiot? Who, no, you got Frank's boss who runs the vending machine route. Oh, uh, yeah. And when you first meet this guy, you think to yourself, okay, this is just going to be a outrageous character, throwaway, whatever. Yeah. But in every season, you definitely... This guy reminds me of that friend you have that you may not always regard as your friend until you need someone. Yeah. And that person's yeah. always there for you. It's a very unlikely character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This character, you know, he he's emotional, off the cuff, doesn't want to be messed with, but he constantly gives Frank, Frank another chance. He gave yeah. him a job. He yeah. helped him realize that he's better than what he is. And he gives his kid a job. Yeah. He gave... Um, he, he helped his whole family go through, like, yeah. get, get through things. I love how they make these side characters, and they end up being so much more, you know? Yeah. Was there a side character you liked? No, because I don't remember it too much, because it's been a while since we watched yeah. it. But um, I think the dynamic between the siblings, how there was only one girl, and she yeah. was, like, the smartest, and she had a fun for herself. Yeah. But also played, like, oh, I'm daddy's girl. Yes, yeah, she had uh, them all wrapped around. <laughs> Yeah, the one with the grandfather was actually kind of funny because everybody's like, he's such a great guy. What the fuck's your problem? His uh, his wife's uh, Sue, her story is really, really nice to watch too. Because yeah. Because you never really think about what your mom is going I'm not going to lie. You never really think about the stuff that your mom is going through. It has to put aside or raise right. you. Right, yeah. And so like the fact that they gave her a story where... She's trying to run a business. And she was, like, successful to, And she was successful, yeah. yeah. And they took it away from her, you know? Oh, that's right, because she came, she invented something. She, a salad spinner. Yeah. yeah, and they take it away from her. It's like, that. that's a real... Because the it's world a, has hated women. Because the world hates since women. Since the very beginning. It's a wholesome show. Yeah. It really is. I don't know if wholesome. <laughs> it's pretty wholesome. It, it, I don't know about... Wholesome is like the best way to. I don't think they that. really finished it either because he these. I don't think he. Still oh, it's dealt, over. It's done, but I don't think he, they he ever dealt one hundred percent with his dad. Because spoiler alert, he doesn't make it to the season after that. Oh, that kind of sucks. Well, this is worth been a watch. Definitely worth. A, we hope you guys like check it out. Let us know what you thought about Bojack Horseman. Yeah. About Big Mouth. About. Human resources about FS family, or maybe you have a show that is therapeutic that we should watch. Yeah, yeah. What kind of uh, uh, animation therapy have you gone through? Ooh, animation therapy. What if someone's like family? Okay, anyway, we'll take it out. Fly. Anyway, if you guys want to know where we're up to, how we're being silly, you can hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. YouTube at Bubble Bath Stories. You can find me at Got No Time for This on Instagram. And you can find me at Nikki Trends at 
at Nikki Trends on Instagram. I don't know. I'm like, do, 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 do. Um, if you're looking for some sweet, sweet merchandise, head over to bubblebathstories.co where we are giving 30% off entire purchase. We're giving how much? 30%. Oh, I didn't talk to you. Okay. About I didn't agree on that, but you better get it while it's there because I got to check those papers. So check below for the code or I guess this way. Um, and if you want to just like say something nice to us, you could email us at bubblebathstories at gmail.com. Until next time, you sexy, sexy people. Bye. Bye.